Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala and John Mallory. JM, my man, how are you? What's up, buddy? Nice Two weeks in a row. I know, really. Welcome to the Great American Collectible Show, Tom Zappala, my I know your family out there, by the way, and I was okay with it before last year's NBA Finals. Ixnay the Warriors hat. Can I say, my, my son? I know, you, I know you got family out there. Yeah, I get it. He gave but that me. was before I know, he they beat me. the Celtics. I know. That's a good point. So no good more point. hat. All right, listen, we have a good show today. Uh, we've got John DeMaris <coughs> from New England uh, Card Show coming on for a yep. few minutes. And then Lee Behrens, who's got an auction going from Sterling Sports Auction. But first, this is an interesting. All right. Our headline. So this guy, Corey Humus. Humans, okay, from Texas, uh, was offered three million dollars for the Aaron Judge ball. The Judge ball, yeah. He rolled the dice, baby. He did rolled the dice, <laughs> and he sold it for a million and a half. Now I did some math. Think about this. He sold it for a million and a half. After the twenty uh, percent to the auction house. Yep. Right. Taxes and everything, he's going to wind up netting out about six hundred grand, which isn't bad. It's nice, but three million versus one point five million, yeah, is is uh, a little. Uh, so that's the risk you take, right? Right, because sometimes it goes to auction, and you get the bidding wars, and it could have been over three mil. Well, that's a good point, right? But you got to roll the. Well, you know better than I do, right? I mean, does that normally no, happen yeah, that yeah. if it goes to auction? I, honestly, I thought that would go for a lot more money. But you know something else, and I want to ask John this. And I'm going to ask Lee this too. I, I'm beginning to think that things are kind of leveling off. In the hobby. In the hobby. Okay. Things are kind of leveling off. Well, I think maybe people are coming to the realization that, especially with the Mart, and you talk about this a lot, and you love it when current players get hurt. You love it. <laughs> you eat that up. Um, but that it is a risk. And I don't think you can treat, and I'm just going to say his name, Mike Trout, even though he's great, like Babe Ruth. Exactly. When you're a collector, you can't. No, can't that's, do it. No, that's that because uh, you know, not, and this, but, I don't mean this to Mike Trout, but let's take Tatis or one of these younger players. One year does not equal a full career. Well, not only that, but there's a uh, uh, or two years, whatever. A CSG or CGS, I don't know the name of that grading company. Uh, uh, Mickey Mantle, CGS eight, uh, sold for one point five million, which is a lot of money, but. I think a lot of people thought that was going to be a three, four million dollar card. Yeah. So I don't know. <clears throat> it could be. So remember, uh, you can listen to us on any of your favorite platforms: yep. YouTube, Facebook, uh, Alexa, Pandora, whatever you want. Uh, I'm going to do that at my cousin's house Christmas Day. I'm going to go to his Alexa. No one's going to know. I say I want to play the I'm show. Just, I want to play the Great American Collectible Show. I've done that over my cocktail. That's personal. It is. Thanks. All right, let's bring in John. John Demaris from the <laughs> New England Sports Show. How are you, pal? Good morning, guys. How you guys doing? Good. What's Happy going holidays. on? Hey, John. John, what, what kind of a hat is that? Is that a... Uh... That, that is the promotion company, Primetime. Oh, oh, there you go. Nice. The car show. So, little, little PT on top there, buddy. Wait a second. Why do you go with the Raiders? I'll, I'll tell you what. You see that? He's, he's going to go with the Raiders. I'll tell you what we'll do. <laughs> we will trade two Great American Collectible Show hats for two of those. Want to do that? What? That's- that's 100%. All right? All right. We'll do that. I'll, I'll actually mail them out to you first so you don't think we're screwing you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good with that. Let's do that. It's a good, let's start that Christmas tradition this year. Okay, we have kind of a bad connection there, huh? Is it? Is this, we can hear. I would just make it. All right. All right, so listen, you got a lot going on in the next uh, month, month and a half. Tell us about it. We're back. Uh, the New England Court Show is back for four shows in Springfield at the Mass Mutual Convention Center. We kick off the season with a really good show. It's the kickoff, uh, New York kickoff show, which is going to be Saturday, January 7th. And we're continuing our New England theme of guests. You know, it's going to be hard to top Rico and Jim, uh, Jim Longboard in October, but we're coming back with two Hall of Fame New England greats, Robert the Chief Parrish 
and Jim Calhoun, the coach of Utah Huskies, will be in the house. Oh, that's on cool. January, on January 7th. So that it's turning out to be a great, uh, a great event, and we're getting a lot of um, a lot of good information and a lot of good contacts from people interested in those two guests. Plus, Jim Calhoun is going to be doing like we did that panel from the Hall of Fame in the Enchantment Theater. Jim Calhoun is going to be doing Q and A from six to seven after the show with special invites. So we're going to be doing a giveaway at the show. 150 seats to be able to go to the theater and interact with Jim Calhoun directly, take photos and ask him questions right on stage at the Hall of Fame. So is he is he involved? I mean, is he still active? In, I, obviously, I know he's retired. Uh, how's he doing, John? He's, do, he's doing well. I just talked to him the other day. Um, he's enjoying his grandkids. He's not coaching um, right. full-time anymore, but if you look at his track record, he's still involved at UConn as, you know, kind of help him out behind the scenes. And he also established a really solid Division Three program that he handed off to one of his longtime assistants, Glenn Miller, uh, St. Joseph's uh, University here in, in the Hartford area. And he actually coached for the first couple of years to establish it. And now it's becoming a pretty solid Division Three program in the East Coast. J.M., do you know where he started? Northeastern. Braintree High School. Okay, before yeah, yeah. Pre- I knew him from North. I'm you're older than I. I wasn't born. Bra- Braintree then, High. But. All right, so uh, <laughs> what are the dates again, John, of the show? The show kicks off our first one of the year. One, the first of four is going to be Saturday, January seventh. Mass Mutual Center kicks off at nine a.m. for early preview. If you want to come in early, ten o'clock for general admission. It's going to go to five. The followed by that is a great event at the Basketball Hall of Fame which is called Primetime Saturday Night, starting at 6 o'clock. We'll have Jim Calhoun in the Enchantment Theater. Um, and Q&A with the great host, um, the sports card therapist, Robert Gerard, yep. who's in the industry, and he'll be hosting it for us. Um, he does a great job for us at the Hall of Fame. Then we follow it up with um, 7 to 10, which is the best trade night in the industry, at Center Court, Basketball Hall of Fame, watching some big-time football and trading some big-time cards from seven to ten at night. So you know, this. I was going to, John. What are your expectations for this show uh, in terms of crowds? You know, everything like that. I know you've been you've been doing this a bit now. You know, you're yeah, kind of growing and growing and growing. What are your expectations? Yeah, the expectation for this show? is uh, just coming off our first show in Springfield. Yeah. Was so uh, coming off of that show, we've grown incrementally every show. Right. So you no, know, we're we're hoping for about two thousand people to walk through the door. Nice. You know, so, we had uh, Rico and I were. Uh, 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 honored to be there. Yeah. Uh, Rico did a signing with Jimmy Lombard. Yeah, I remember and that. John, there's a backstory. I want to tell you a backstory real quickly. Uh, John gave me a beautiful four, three or four foot photograph of Rico and Jim that Rico signed and Jim signed. And John was nice enough. So, John, you know what I did with that? I gifted it. House? I gifted it. And I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why. Because... Uh, I met a guy, and do you know who Ed Germano was? Name ring a bell? Yeah, you told me we were talking about him last week. Ed Germano yeah. was probably the foremost sports writer, uh, sports cartoonist in the history of Boston newspapers. Wonderful. I mean, all kinds of awards. He's got stuff that is like an amazing thing. So Rico, uh, my son and he were talking. He's 96 years old. 96, and he's, uh, he's not well, obviously, and his son was telling me that when he, you know, he did all the, uh, all the artwork for the, for the Red Sox, for newspapers, he idolized Rico and Jimmy Lomborg. Oh, there you go. Idolized him. So I said, really? He says, yeah. He says, I can't tell you. And then I asked Rico. Rico says he was the nicest guy he ever met. So... I decided to gift it to him on your behalf. I told him it was given to us, and uh, his his son called me up and said it's hanging in his living room. Had it framed, and he just looks at it every day. So nice. That's a thanks to you, John. That's awesome. That's a great story. That's about this whole hobby, right? Yeah. Giving back to the hobby. That's, that's All right. Great. So the dates again. One more time before we let you go. January seventh, Saturday, kicking off at nine a.m. for early preview. 10 to 5 for the general public, followed by primetime Saturday night, 6 to 10 at the Basketball Hall of Fame with Jim Calhoun, free Q&A, giving out tickets to that event at the show from 6 to 7 and trade night from 7 to 10. And just just in, 
showing that the New England Card Show is starting to make some traction. JSA on site at the show on January 7th. So anyone in the area looking to authenticate getting your pictures or anything coming in for Robert Parish, JSA will be in the house on site to help you out with that. That's huge. All right, John, listen, uh, hope... uh you have a. Oh, this is after Christmas now, right? Yeah. Show. Sure, yeah. I hope you had a good Christmas. <laughs> and with that being said, we'll see you down the road. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. Take care. John Demaris from uh, New England yeah, after Card Christmas. Show. Good guy. Yeah. yeah. This is the after Christmas show. Because right. by the way, folks, we're doing. I'm behind. I know they hate when I no say need this. To, no need to explain. We're doing two shows back to back. Chrissy gives me this look. I like, like, I have to say, it's one of the reasons I do the show. Is to see the looks. Right, and me, I know when they're coming, she too. She gives me the greatest I know when looks. they're coming. Like you it's like I was watching the show you previously taped, your Sicilian Corner show, and I'm sitting there waiting for ours to start. And after you're done, you're like, JM, you're quiet. I'm like, what was I supposed to start yelling while you're, while you're recording That's a good the show? Point. That's a good point. All right. Uh, let's bring in our main guest today, All right. uh, Lee Barons uh, from Sterling Sports Auction. Lee. First yes. of all, how is the weather in Mini? Well, we got a little cold and a little snowy here. <laughs> how much snow do you have on the ground right now? Uh, we've probably got a couple of feet. We, we oh, didn't man. get quite as bad as the Dakotas we got over there, but uh, we I spent three straight days shoveling out, and then the ice was underneath it, so <laughs> it's some great fun to live in Minnesota sometimes. So, Lee, let me. are you, are you a Minnesota guy, like born oh, yeah. and raised yeah, native? So they had the Vikings game on, which, you know, we can get to that. That was a great uh, game. But it was an unbelievable was, game. I know. Unbelievable game. And my Matty Ryan from BC now is like the king of being come back on. He's got to retire. He needs to quit. <laughs> He's right? got to retire. But I had a question because they showed some exteriors from that game, and it was like, that's Minneapolis. That's Minnesota. Do you miss having the Vikings stadium being outdoor from a fan standpoint? I only went to uh, two Vikings games outdoors. Yep. They were cold. I mean, but I also think that it brought an element of home field advantage. It sure did. Yeah. When I was growing up, they tended to play the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, that's right. Every championship game. That's right. Home field advantage. And they beat them every time. We're I mean, probably the around the same age because it was like the, the Rams couldn't beat the Vikings and the Vikings couldn't beat the Cowboys. You know, in the playoff, that's the way it was like almost all every year. Although the Vikings did go to some Super Bowls, but yeah, that, unlike Buffalo, which still has that advantage, it's kind of like lost now in Minnesota. Do you, do you, have you ever been to Minneapolis? I have been to Minneapolis. You yes. know what my favorite spot is? The Mary Tyler Moore House. The Ma- <laughs> Love yeah, the Mary right. Tyler Moore right. House. Yeah, you right. throw your hat. <laughs> kind of like you throw your <laughs> throw like that a, hat. Kind of like a tourist tourist uh, tourist attraction. <laughs> all right, Lee. Uh, first of all. I'm assuming you've had a really good year. Oh, it's yes, it's been quite fabulous. And this final auction of the year is, looks like it's going to be my best ever. So nice. Certainly cannot complain. Can you give us a little, before we get into the auction, give us a little background on Lee Barron's, how long you've been in the industry, a hobby, and how you've, how you've kind of worked your way up. I uh, basically always a collector as a kid had to go to the store with my dime to get a pack whenever I had it. And then uh, 1980 bought a, bu- a price guide and found out the 1970 Pete Rose card was worth $5 and we <laughs> had one. So I was like, wow. And then we found out that there was card shows and we went to the Thunderbird motel, which is now where the mall of America is it wiped out. And that was the first card show we ever went to. They did like quarterly shows. Yeah. So we would try to get down to them and save up at that time $50 or whatever. I, the very first show I went to, I bought every Ernie Banks card. I remember paying $29 for the rookie card. Wow. And then the rest. But that was the big purchase. But I bought every Ernie Banks card. And then just uh, going to shows. uh like I said, quarterly. I remember one time when I was in college, I'd saved up enough money to, I wanted to buy a Babe Ruth or a Lou Gehrig card. Yeah. And ended up buying a 33 Gehrig from a guy that was, you didn't see much 30s and later stuff in Minnesota, but I purchased that. And then college did the typical kind of backed off, was able to pick up some T206s. Got out of college, we ran a 
card store for four years in Alexandria here. Now, who's we? You and your wife? or it's Just a friend of mine that was, uh, he was looking, he was a chiropractor in town. He was just looking to possibly open something up. And I said, well, shoot, I'm just fresh out of college. I'd love to do it. Let's sit down and figure out what worked. And it was perfect timing, 1988 to 92 is what we had the card store and that we was, did that was really the well. explosion yeah right yeah. exactly exactly and we had two world series to deal with too right we were the twins were out. a factor back then yeah for sure yeah. for sure and it's funny we talk a lot about um modern collectors maybe finding their way to vintage collecting or what came in the past right. not just and that's sounds like that's what you did Lee, mm-hmm. you, were, you were kind of focused on the guys you watched when you were a kid, but then as you got more and more into the hobby, you were looking back, T206, Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth. Uh, do you think people do that now? Do you think young collectors I, I, do I that now? That. Yeah, you do see that because there's a forum on uh, Facebook that I'm on that has a younger generation that's gotten into the T206s. Wow. See? And it, they, they're excited. I mean, they'll throw a poor fare up and just excited to have this card, and I love to see it. Nice. I mean, I actually got my start in the pre-war stuff from going to a show before the Metrodome opened up. It was in the concourse area, and uh, there was a guy sitting there with uh, two briefcases and nothing on his table, and thought that was curious. And after the second time walking by him, I asked him what – the deal wasn't, I was 16 or 17 at the time, so I don't think he knew. Well, he opened the case up, and it was full of pre-war stuff, and he started talking to me and stuff. It ended up being Bill Mastro. Oh, God. I, <laughs> I bought a T202 and a couple other cards off of him, and that was the start of my pre-war. Bill Mastro uh, owned wow. uh, He's now called the infamous Bill Mastro, but uh, Bill, he, I mean, he he was a, he was a legend in the hobby for many years, and mm-hmm. until he got himself in a little trouble. Um, first card, first card I ever bought was a T two hundred six, Lena Blackburn, in Co- in Cooperstown. I was with my son; he must have been about eight, and I knew nothing. I had no idea what a T two hundred six card. It was in. A, I was rummaging through a box in an antique store, and I said, "Wow, this will look kind of cool." So I bought the card, put it on my, framed it in a little frame, and put it on my desk. That's how I get started with the <laughs> T206s. All right, Lee, let's get into the auction. Uh, first of all, when does the auction end? It ends on Thursday, December 29th. Okay. I need to get your initial bid in by 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to get an extended bidding. Once you're in extended bidding in a sterling auction, you can bid on any lot in the whole auction. So even if you don't have a bid in, you can oh, uh, cool. jump in. It's um, and you can back me up on this. It's one of the more uh, eclectic auctions I've seen. I mean, you have a lot of cards there, Tons. and a lot of brands that you know. I, saw that too. I, I haven't been into in this as much as you have, but caramels and the cigarette collect. Is this from um, one or two different sources, Lee, or is this from a lot of different consigners? How did you get some of these items? I. I uh... Get them from a lot of different consigners. Yep. As I mentioned, my, my background is pre-war, so I yep. had a nice established people that trusted me yep. when I bought Sterling eight years ago. And so I have a lot of people that send me stuff that way. The I obviously, in, in this auction, I have a guy sent me complete sets, all the Bowman baseball complete sets, all the tops from 1953 to 1969, I think it was. So I have all those sets, but it, it's just a variety of different uh, consigners. And you never know what people have. I mean, just surprised sometimes with all of a sudden somebody has it you wouldn't How, expect. How's the bidding going on the 51 Bowman Mantle? Uh, actually, to tell you the truth, I haven't looked. Bidding was so strong the first day. Some of the, those page one cards, I'm going to punch, quick punch it up for you here. We'll see where we're at. It's a uh, headliner. We're... At yeah, ninety five hundred for the bid right now, and that's a PSA two, three, three. Yes, it, and there, it's a very nice. It's nice in here. Oh yeah, that that yeah, that'll be a uh, nicely centered. Uh, I mean, it's a very. If somebody's looking for a, a quality three, this is that card. That card will go for twenty thousand or more. Is that right? Yeah. In, yeah. in my opinion. And there's the yeah maze. The, the maze. Yeah. That. Right. Right. And what is that at? What's that? What is what is that at right now? Let's see where we're at. We are at thirty eight hundred right now, so there's a lot of room to go with that one. Lee, you've too. got some good 
rookie cards in addition to what we just saw? You have a Koufax rookie. You have a, a Hank Aaron rookie. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're all out of this guy's sets. Yeah. And what, what part of what I do is on sets that are I feel are breakupable, yeah. you know, where you can break out and get them more money. I'll break it out. And so that's what ended up happening with all, all the Bowman sets. I ended up breaking it down. All the top sets from 53 to 58, I broke them out. And uh, so then the individual cards are up for sale. And this was just a really nice, this guy was pretty much fours, fives. You get newer, you know, a lot of sixes and sevens that came through there, but a really strong offering that this guy had with his cards. But, uh, I mean, this is kind of a fun one. I can't. What is it? Tell us what that it's is. A, it's a T two oh nine Cottonia. Oh, oh yeah. E. e. Thompson. It's Uncle Sam. Oh God. <laughs> dressed as very Uncle cool. Sam. Very cool. Yeah, it's very low pop, and uh, it's very. It's over two thousand dollars already in the bid. Fabulous. Nice. All right, listen, we're going to take a quick break. Lee Barons from Sterling Sports Auction is in the house. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, mile high. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, Homeowner's insurance is all most people need, but for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. Okay, we are back and chatting with Lee <laughs> Behrens from Hi, uh, Lee. Sterling Sports Auction. Love talking to people who are in colder climates than we are. I know, it's Lee. <laughs> 
Man, I don't know how you do it, bro. I don't know. I how. have friends out there in the Eden Prairie area. Ah, yes. Yes. South that was exciting. Wasn't it a Wait good a exchange on Eden Prairie there, wasn't it? <laughs> Wait, was it? Was it Minnesota's claim to fame, Hubert Humphrey? Well, yeah, yeah, among them. Yeah, I mean, Bob Dylan, oh. Kevin McKay. Does he know we're doing a show? <laughs> Hey, Rico. Ladies and gentlemen, Rico Petrocelli. <laughs> <laughs> you are unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, you're like unbelievable. <laughs> Say hi to everybody. <laughs> oh, God help me. I thought there was a meeting on the mound or something. It's <laughs> <He's, he's, he's laughs> unbelievable. I just, I just explained to him. I, I said, I, we're doing two shows back to back. We're going to edit in all the commercials. I, Bob. I, I felt like Jim Willoughby struggling to get the second out in the seventh. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey Lee, uh, you have over 1,000 cards in this auction. I mean, there's 650 lots. Yeah, there's got to be plenty over a thousand with all the complete sets I have. That's un- I mean, that's amazing. Uh, you know, I was looking at it pretty thoroughly, and this is, as John says, the most eclectic set you've ever had. There's a little of everything. Yeah, there there is a really good diversity, and like, I mean, I've had to start doing uh, some more ungraded stuff that I normally wouldn't have, just because of the adjustment and the pricing of grading over the last three years. Uh, so, and I have a good reputation for ungraded cards. I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time I had one return that I, you know, they felt that it was wrong grade, but 95% of the time I don't apply a grade. I describe the card and then have the scan. So let them decide where they want to go with it. Lee, you have a couple of neat team cards. You have a, a 19th, correct me if I'm wrong, 1913 T200 Pittsburgh Nationals team card that includes yep. Honus Wagner. And then you have a 1934 Tour of Japan car that I think includes Ruth and Gehrig, right? Can you talk about those yeah. two pieces? Yeah, that that's a, the one's a postcard, the Tour of okay. Japan, which is really interesting because it's got both the American team and the Japanese team on there. And It looks uh, really neat, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for the postcard collectors, which has really jumped up in the last five years, yeah. that, uh, postcards have really gotten nuts, and that's... Very unique. I, I, I personally have never seen one with the Japanese and American teams out there together. Pretty cool. So not sure how short that the, the other the, the, that you're talking about is the Fatima team cards from 1914. That they're they're a cool set. I mean, the uh, obviously the Pirates have a Wagner in there. The Giants in there have Jim Thorpe on it, which makes it a really wow. good you know issue with that. With talking of team cards, that's in this auction that I'd never seen or. There's a complete set of 1968 Tops. Te- it's a test set from Tops for football teams. It's a 25 card set. They're black and white, and the complete set is being offered in the auction. Now, when you say a test set, does that mean that just aren't many are out there, or? Yeah, because they it never made, you know, it never made it out. Just so that's kind. Of, that's kind. So of it a, never went public. The people could. They would never be. They weren't in any packs or anything like as that. As far as my understanding is, you couldn't. They never distributed. Well, that in makes the it really cool, then, huh? That's you know how there's ever a quantity enough to get out to the public at some point or another is kind of interesting. Whenever you see that, because tops the hockey sixty-five or sixty-six has the same thing with a test set that's out there. Uh, Lee, you're a uh, you're a vintage guy, as we all know. Are there any modern or ultra modern cards in the auction at all? There's a. Uh, this is about. It's a Drew Brees, Brees autograph rookie, rookie yeah. card. Yeah. From the playoff, 2001 playoff contender. Uh, it's a PSA eight with the autograph as a ten, but. Uh, Future Hall of Famer. With the Chargers, uh, yeah. Great card. The Chargers, right. That was the big trade when they Vic went to the Falcons. Oh, that's right. Michael yeah. Vick. That's right. 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 So um what a couple of questions. Number one, what do you what are you seeing in twenty twenty three? Which what are you anticipating? Because we were talking about it uh earlier um with John Damaris. Are things leveling off a little bit? Are you still seeing some some escalation? Yeah, On the vintage end. The modern stuff seems to be coming down a little bit. I mean, there's always some stuff that carries. 
the the vintage, the fifties and sixties stuff maybe went down a little, you know, has gotten leveling off a little bit. The pre-war, I would say your big name Hall of Famers are still going strong. Uh, the other stuff, like you said, is leveled off. It, it's kind of out there, but I mean, that's, it's still, you get the right set at the right time and there's still just peak interest on the stuff out there because there was that evolution in the hobby as, especially as people start buying, they, they evolve backwards into older stuff. Lee, we were talking earlier how you, uh, some of the cards you say were in a set, you kind of broke them up, you know, cause you felt mm -hmm. like that could give them maybe the best showcase in the auction. You have a, a top's, a 1964 complete set. Talk about that a little bit, but also I just want you to talk about that decision-making process. How do you go about deciding, because complete sets are, are popular now too. How do you go about deciding if you should leave a complete set as a set or break it up and sell some of the more valuable cards individually? Yeah, some of it is dependent upon how many graded cards they have within the set when they send it to me. Yep. Uh, because... <laughs> It's much easier to pull out and they have a better idea, you know, what exactly you're good getting with that. And occasionally, price value, I mean, if you, I'm only going to get $500 out of, you know, what's pulling off to the side of a, you know, three, $4,000 set, I think you're just as well off keeping it as a set type thing. And that's why I kind of use the breaking point of 1960 as kind of my, where I'll probably keep it together unless they're really high grade Yaz rookie and mantles and you know stuff like that the, the grade level makes a big difference on whether you, i decide to keep it together or start breaking it down leah i know a lot of cards go through your hands um do you have a personal collection yourself uh yes i do i i, I love the cards i mean i i have two niches in the hobby for anybody that collects t206 as i have i'm only too short of all the cycle 460s Wow, my man! That, uh, what are you yeah, missing? Do you know what you're missing? Yeah, the Schaefer portrait, which is a one of one, <laughs> yeah. the only one that's ever been for sale and known to exist. And then I need the Cobb with the bad off. Oh, that, uh, those are out there. Yeah, they, they are, but they are. It, it's a. It's not often in the last three years. There's been a few offered up. Uh, I made a run at a couple of them, but still kind of spendy for me. But. It's just, I think the uh, there's another guy that he's down to six. But, I mean, it was one where I got to five and I was about ready to call her. It's like, ah, maybe it's time to, because I have a one of one in my collection. And I had a gentleman that I knew had two of the cards I needed. And he reached out to me and he said, hey, you're interested in them? And I said, well, yeah, what are you looking at? Well, we worked out a deal and he goes, well, do you need this card? And I said, yes. And I was like, so all of a sudden, I got three of the five cards from this guy that I needed, that they're all low pop. And so it was like, well, I guess we're going to be down to two cards I need. Wow. So <laughs> I, I still, I love the T202 set. I'm working on getting a set put back together. I have about 40 Piedmont art stamps. Uh, I started buying more Hobbs and, you know, it's just higher end Hall of Famers. Love the T3s. Right. I was going to ask, staying on kind of your view and your opinion of things, and I always like to ask this to the different uh, auction houses when we have them on the show. We mentioned this is a, a really eclectic auction, a lot of different types of cards, postcards, whatever you. Is there a, um, something in the auction that jumps out to you, what I like to call the wow item, a unique item maybe that you're like, this is, this is pretty cool, something you're not going to find in a lot of other places? This guy, Uncle Sam. There it is. <laughs> I, it's just a, when I first heard about it, I thought, wow, that's nuts. And I had the consigner that came up to me. I, it just, to me, you don't see it. I think the pop report is around four or five. Now, does that have Uncle Sam stats on the back? What kind of year did he Wait, have? We, we it <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I don't even know the background story of why exactly. Sam uh, Wilson, that was his name, right? Sam no, Wilson. D.E. Thompson. Well, you went to school with him. You should know. <laughs> I thought it was Sam Wilson. I thought that was his name. Maybe that was a there fictitious is, there is, Yeah, I think the original Uncle Sam that you're talking about that was for the billboard. and the I had an Uncle Did Sam. you know Gilligan's first name was Willie? <laughs> Willie Gilligan? They never said it on the show, but no, Sherwood Schwartz said it was Willie. I did not know that. Your Uncle Sam Gilligan, American uh, heroes. Oh, God almighty. Uh, <laughs> Lee, signed cards. Really picking up ahead of steam. 
Sign they're, vintage cards. They're hit or miss. I mean, obviously you need them authenticated. Yeah, right. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, I haven't had a vintage one in a long, in a while. I, it, it really comes down to the player when they have had them in the past. Uh, but I know they're popular. I mean, sometimes you just have to, if you get a bunch of them, you have to put them in a group to get some value out of them. But others, you know, depending upon when they died is really what makes a difference. I picked up... Um I don't. Have, I have two autograph cards, two. I picked up two cool, cool ones though. I picked up uh, to a private sale a 1953 Topps Mickey Mantle, signed in 1953 in ink by Mickey Mantle. Very cool card. And, right. and then I have a 19. I think it's a 47 exhibit card of Jackie Robinson signed oh, in ink neat. by Jackie Robinson. Wow. Two cool cards. Very, that's very really cool. Very that's cool. really cool. Yeah. My, my cream of the crop for that was uh, when I was doing those shows at the Thunderbird, I paid $6 for Hank Aaron's autograph. Oh, and I, I stood in line and I had a 55 and a 65 card that I was going to have autographed. And these guys standing around me, they're like, you don't want to ruin that card. That's going to ruin that card. Right. right. And yeah. they were trying to... You, know, you did get an autograph, though, right? Yeah, I got both of the 55 and the 65 autograph. So, yeah, I have them. But $6 was a lot to pay for an Absolutely. autograph. I have a uh, 2022 Rico Petroselli signed card that I got at the National from him three months ago. <laughs> so that's my jewel. Did you get crowd. it authenticated, though? Well, he was right in front of me, but I'm not sure it was him. <laughs> I took a picture. <laughs> until I, he walked in in the middle of a, a show we would take. I took a picture of him. <laughs> <laughs> I took a picture of him signing it, so he was there. You gotta love him. I love. You gotta, gotta love, love him. You have hey, to. By love the him. way, for this next show, you can't smoke that cigar. I've been sick. All right, I'm just telling you right now. You, you gotta put that cigar out. Oh, John was. You've been sick about too. It. What are you doing smoking a cigar? Sorry. John was asking about another unique card. Yeah. Nice high grade 54 Bowman Ted Williams. Oh, oh cool. that, very yeah. Cool I was going to ask you about that. We'll talk about that a little bit, Lee. Yeah. Yeah. That was a card that was pulled early in production by Bowman and replaced with a Jimmy Pearsall. And uh, they're out there, but yeah, obviously a short print compared to the rest of the set. And that's a nice quality one if anybody's looking for a really nice one to put in your set. Any non sports? A little. There's a, uh, I, I think there's only six or seven lots. There's a unique, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, Tops. Who's it? It's the 52 or 53. Who's it? No. It's H W H O dash A T dash Z. I have an English version of the set. Wow. I, it's the, the American version is 80 cards. The English version is 70 cards, and it has the English actors. I, I can't really, couldn't hardly find anything on it, on it. But so, I mean, it's in there. Kind of, you know, I was trying to find the list of the other two that I had in there. But, but yeah, it's it, non-sports for me is really kind of hit or miss. Every yeah, I, and I agree. What other, what other sports cards do you have other than baseball? I, I do the basketball, football, you know, hockey. There's some complete sets of – don't think I have any basketball ones, but there are some complete football sets and partial sets. The hockey, there's a few. I got some old peachy stuff in there that, uh, as we know, is a little <coughs> much shorter than the tops with that. Uh, I do the, the non-sport stuff and that you're boxing and golf and stuff. You got any good old Minnesota North Stars hockey? Cards oh, I in there. The North Stars. You miss the North Stars, don't you? I can sense it. Wait, a, isn't that the team that uh, no, they have the Wild? But, but they didn't. They, they used. Uh, to, they went to Dallas. Yeah, but wait yeah. a second. Did one of the Bruins jump there? Was it Bobby? Did Bobby you play for them? No, no. He went to the Blackhawks. And what about uh, Derek Sanderson? No, he went to the uh, no. WHA. He did. Yeah. Okay. He might have been a fighting saint. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, Lee. We got about a minute left. Uh, again, give us a little recap of the auction when it ends. And what people can do, the rules, and all that good stuff. Yeah, the uh, auction ends Thursday, December 29th. Need to get at least one bid in by 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to be allowed an extended bidding. Once you're in extended bidding, you can bid on any lot in the auction, not just the ones you bid on. You can go through, and if you run, you get outbid on the stuff you've been looking at, go look through the auction. See if there's something else you're interested in. You can jump in and bid. Uh I tend to uh, be on East Coast time around between 1, 1 a.m. and 
one thirty on the next morning is tends to be when the auction closes. With as good an auction as this, it'll keep running to that. Fantastic. Lee Barron's Sterling Sports Auction. We love having you on. You get it. You know what we're all about. And you've got a great little business there. Keep up the good work. I always appreciate being here. Fun to be on. And keep Rico under your line. (laughs) Thanks, Lee. Take care. (laughs) Thank you. Lee Barron's from Sterling Sports Auction. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We get a free-for-all. All right. We're going to chat. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalier and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. If you are a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on the tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport, Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned. The highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 
606-LANE, or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. They are prized possessions, and you need a place to store them that is safe and secure. The eBay Vault is exactly that, an insured, climate-controlled facility with state-of-the-art security that guards your valuable collection around the clock. Your Vault account is protected by two-step verification and easily accessible through eBay Collection. And everything stored in the eBay Vault is backed by Authenticity Guarantee. Buying and selling is a seamless experience. When you buy an eligible card on eBay, it can be sent directly to the eBay Vault at checkout. Or, if it's already in the eBay Vault, you can just keep it there. And selling from the eBay Vault is just as easy. Every card in the Vault has been expertly inspected, detailed, and photographed, so you can quickly sell it with a pre-populated listing. And if your buyer chooses to withdraw their card from the eBay Vault, we handle packing, shipping, and insurance. And same goes for you. If you want that rare rookie card in your hands, you can have it shipped to you at any time. Collect like a pro with the eBay Vault. And Zap, the eBay Vault is climate controlled. Did you know that? I did. And insured and you protected. You know, Rico, with- in a, he, I think he lives in a vault. Yes, but is he climate controlled? <laughs> <laughs> it's also protected with 24 hours security. Soon, you'll be able to send cards already in your collection directly to the eBay Vault. They will take high quality photos of the front and back of the card and document all the details for your viewing pleasure and to make the listing to sell process seamless. For more info, go to ebay.com. That's eBay, connecting buyers and sellers globally. Hey, I got to ask the question. Go ahead. Did you watch that Patriots? I I can't even talk about it. I I mean, I was sitting in my... I can't even talk about it. I was... was But I will, because we have, what, seven and a half minutes to I was sitting on my couch... My jaw dropped. <laughs> I just couldn't believe dropped. it. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that in my life. It was such a, the end of that game was so strange because you had that touchdown, which he was out of bounds, but whatever, it happens. He was know? out of bounds. But it's an, and it's just so amazing to me that with football being become so technically dependent now with did he bobble the ball, did he hold, and they couldn't zoom in on that, that high shot that clearly showed his toe in the white. Like they, you know something? Seriously? Although they said, you know, if that wasn't flexed, because that game was supposed to be Sunday night. I know it was. And it was, they said if NBC had that game, they have the pylon cam. And it would have given a much better view I did not know of that. that. Yeah. There were three but anyway, the there laterals, were, there were three, are you kidding on, me? There, well, there were three things that happened in that one play. Yep. Number one. Uh, There's three seconds left in the game, by the way. Right. They were tied for people who didn't watch that the game. The running back... Should have just hit the ground. Absolutely. Should not have lateraled it. Shouldn't even actually have run because he could have fumbled or whatever. He, so had, he didn't have a clear path to the end zone. He laterals it to uh, Jacoby Meyer. Yes. Who throws the ball 30, 30 yards backwards. First of all, runs 15 to 20 yards backwards and then throws it. <laughs> then, what's his name? Uh, 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 Chandler Mac, Interceptor. Chandler Jones gets now, it. Do you think that Mac Jones in his entire career, from the time he played Pop Warner, ever played defense? Even the most staunch Mac Jones critic said, this is not a Mac Jones thing. First of all. No, no, I, I agree with that. Right. But my point but the is last that, thing Mac Jones is expecting, first of all, is to have a pass thrown to him. I, and I agree. But my point is, is that, I mean, Chandler there, ran over him. I mean, yeah. I mean, hold on to his. I mean, he. Uh, but really, he got. He but got, seriously, he got clobbered. He, but Chandler Jones is a giant no, man. I, I would have hold on to his leg and bit him if I he, had. At least he touched him. I'd have gotten out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> that, that was, was un, it. Wasn't okay. There have been dumber plays in the Super Bowl. Dumber call, like you know Pete Carroll throwing that pass at Malcolm Butler. There've been there've been some unintelligent. Dumb moves, but just pure stupidity. The Jacoby Myers thing is the maybe the dumbest thing I've ever seen so on a football. Taking field. it to the next discussion, what are his cards worth now? No, Jacoby no, Myers, no. they're hard. Oh, speaking of cards, don't buy a Jacoby No, but Myers speaking card. of cards, I'm going to talk about that in the next show. The messy cards are off the wall right now. Well, that was unbelievable. Did you, I mean, I that was really, unbelievable. I'm getting into soccer. I yep. am getting because of my granddaughter, my yep. son. Yep. 
That was an amazing soccer game. It was just an unbelievable thing to watch. And talk about, you know, you're looking at Messi, who everyone is looking at in that game. And the, the kid, Mbappé from Mbappé, yeah. And they both, like, oftentimes you have that spotlight on you and you don't come through. They like, rose. both of those guys rose to the occasion, you know? Which leads me to my third comment. Which is true greatness. Your ex-alum, fellow alum, Matty Ryan. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel so bad for that guy. No, let's let's take a little history. Little history. Here. Okay. <laughs> so he Boston College product. Boston College product. Uh, Super Bowl Atlanta. They're up twenty eight three, and they lose. Yes. They lose. <laughs> right. Right. They did. Uh, Minnesota Vikings uh, up thirty three nothing. Thirty three nothing. And Maddie loses. I'm stealing this a little bit from Stephen A. Smith, and he's absolutely correct. It is extremely difficult for an NFL team to blow a 33 to nothing lead at halftime. Like, you really have to stink. You have to stink. <laughs> it's almost impossible. And the Colts, they're not a good team, but there's players they have on that team. I, it's un, unthinkable. It's unthinkable they would do that. And now, I feel I, bad because Matty Ryan... I think I saw him at BC lose a game like that. Against, was it a no? <laughs> I think it was a Notre Dame game. You're just game. taking a shot, using no, this to take a shot at I think at it my was school. a Notre Dame game. You guys didn't graduate at the same time, did you? No, no. I graduated like 19 years before he did. Oh, you did? I graduated in 87. He came out okay. in 2008, okay. dude. Well, but thank at, you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I've also never blown a 33-point lead. I did play on a Pop Warner team that went 0-10 and didn't score a point, though. You, you didn't play for St. John's Prep, did you? No. I played for us. I, I retired after. I was a whiteout. Pop Warner. I don't want to hear about your sports thing, right? the running thing, the football division thing. Division three, I, I, I know. We worked Division <laughs> one like you guys, but I played Division three. But anyway, that Vikings-Colts thing was unbelievable. Well, listen. Uh, Matty Ryan was like, to me, going into that Super Bowl, let's go back, about six, going into that Super Bowl <coughs> with the Patriots. Statistically, and even still, statistically, he's in the Hall of Fame discussion. But now I think he just ruined that. With that Super Bowl in this game. Well, his name used to be Matty Ice. It's now Matty Choke. Matty Ice. Right? <laughs> Choked on a piece of ice. Yeah. Matty Choke. <laughs> All right, listen, I think we're just about out of did time. Did we kill it? We, yeah, did we, we did. Kill time? Uh, special nice. thanks to, well done. Uh, to well Lee done. Barons from yep. uh, Sterling Sports. Yep. And he was from great. John DeMarco from New England. Uh, That's a great auction, by the way. Yeah. A lot of stuff Check you probably out. won't see anywhere else. With that being said, JM. Have a great one. You too, buddy. Happy, hope you had a good Christmas. Yes, you too. And with that being said to our viewers and listeners, happy collecting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.